Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride I just want to let you know that I am so appreciative for the time that you spend with me on the Queenting's podcast, listening in, sharing it with friends, talking about it, sending me messages. That is absolutely an amazing feeling when you share things from your heart and people respond to what you're sharing. Um, I have been waiting for a while to get into this topic. And as we have discussed uh, perfectionism in the last few episodes, I think it is so apropos that we move into this next topic and really blow it out. So I don't know how many weeks this is going to take us, but it's going to take us some time to just dive into um, narcissistic personalities, narcissistic tendencies. I touch on it here and there, but I don't always go in deep and really share um, some of the things that we deal with when we are dealing with a person that has narcissistic tendencies. Now, This is not to diagnose anyone with narcissism, but it is to make you aware of narcissistic tendencies. What does narcissism look like? Now, we throw the word narcissism around all the time, but in actuality, narcissism is an actual personality disorder. It's called NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder, okay? And psychologically, you can be diagnosed with being a narcissist. And there is so much that goes into um, diagnosing someone with narcissism. That's not what we're doing. I just want you to be aware of some of these tendencies. Sometimes we see them in ourselves. Sometimes we see them in other people. It is always my heart to make sure that you're safe as a queen. That is major for me. So when I'm sitting with you as a client and I start to listen to some of the experiences that you are having with someone that has narcissistic tendencies, the protector in me starts to raise up because there are certain tendencies in other people that cause us losses. When you are dealing with someone who has a personality disorder, they do not create relationships. They create victims. And that is something that we have to be fully aware of because, you know, we start to say, you know, people are dealing with, you know, um, demonic, it's a demonic attack on my life because, you know, this person is doing this or this person is doing that. And that may be so, but we need to look at some of these personalities, some of these tendencies of ourselves and people around us and really call it for what it is. It's Some of these things are just personality disorders. It's not that there's a demon sitting on someone's shoulder. They have been raised to become a narcissist. And there are specific things that take place a lot of times in childhood that call for a person to develop these types of disorders. Sometimes it has a lot to do with um, chemistry that's going on in their minds. And so instead of um, 
doing a million things, spiritual acrobats to get rid of a spirit in a person, or instead of um, doing spiritual acrobats within ourselves so that we can tolerate these people better. We need to call a spade a spade and really pay attention to the um, very, very obvious <laughs> tendencies, behaviors that these people display so that we can conduct ourselves accordingly. All right, so we're gonna talk a little bit about um, a communal narcissist today communal narcissism. When we talk about communal narcissism, um, a lot of times it is also called covert narcissism. It is also called, um, vulnerable narcissism, right? So when we have someone who is covert or a communal narcissist, it is, um, a type of personality disorder where this person focuses on gaining praise and admiration from, you know, being generous or helpful to other people. Now, I have seen this tendency so many times in people of great responsibility. So you have pastors, you have uh, business owners that have employees, you have fathers, <laughs> mothers, people that are in places of great responsibility, teachers, principals, right? You have people in um, very high respected places of authority in the community. You have chief of police, police officers sometimes show these signs of being covert narcissists. So they are praised for their helpfulness they look very selfless. They look very generous. They want to make sure that in front of the camera, they take care of the kids, right? They want to make sure that they're kissing babies and shaking hands in public. Now, <clears throat> normally when we talk about narcissistic traits, we are talking about someone who is grandiose. They have this you know, high opinion of themselves and the whole world is there to worship and bow down to them. <clears throat> Excuse me, but in a communal narcissist mind, in a covert or a vulnerable narcissist mind, they are looking for validation by presenting themselves as caring, <clears throat> right? They want you to see them as caring, not as, you know, the world's, you know, <laughs> wonderful, amazing boss, fashionable person. No, they don't want to be seen as that. They want to be admired for having the tendency of caring for other people. They're very altruistic. They want people to see them as, oh my God, did you see what Chief Rogers did for the community? Like that was amazing. He selflessly gave himself. He sacrificed himself. Did you see Pastor sacrifice herself today to make sure that the kids were taken care of. She used her own money to buy the snacks for the church, right? Did you see Sister So-and-so, who is the head of the, the ushers department at the church, do you see how she is here 
every single Sunday on time. As a matter of fact, she comes 45 minutes early and she stays later than everyone else to clean the toilets. And we look at these people as though they are caring, they're generous, they're self-sacrificing. They have all of these acts of kindness. They give charity, right? To gain the praise and admiration of others. Now, deep down inside, these people often have some real deep insecurities and they cannot validate for they can't validate themselves. They they can't be caring for themselves. They don't have admiration and love for themselves, so they have to get it externally. And so what they do is they go about not making relationships, but creating victims that they can gain this praise from. Another sign is people who have this martyr's complex, right? They take on extra burdens. And in taking on these extra burdens, in looking extra busy all the time, taking care of everyone else, they get other people's sympathy. They get other people's attention. Yeah? They also seek validation through being generous. Communal narcissists, they like to make sure that they give. They give so that other people can see them give. And then other people praise them. Wonderful. Look at you. And that gratitude, it feeds their self-esteem. Why? Because they don't have any self-esteem within themselves. Yeah? They look like they are extremely empathetic towards other people. They're always wanting to show that their heart is for the people. But deep down inside, those acts of kindness are really to manipulate others. It's there to control others. I am using my, you know, I look like I'm being empathetic, but it is my empathy that causes others to serve me. They give me their allegiance because I'm so empathetic, because I made sure that I paid for everybody's meal every time we went out. Now, they owe me something. They owe me some praise in return. They owe me some admiration, right? They owe me some supply in return. Next, they like to be seen as the Messiah, You ever heard of the Messiah complex? The Messiah complex is when someone desires to be seen as everyone else's hero. They come in, they want to be the savior. They come in and they position themselves as indispensable, irreplaceable, right? They are so exceptional in their empathy and their ability to make you believe that they're so kind and you need them so much. So they go overboard so that they cannot be replaced. No one can take my place. No one can do what I do for this ministry. No one can love you the way that I love you. Why? Because I'm special. I am exceptional. I am irreplaceable. They want to be seen as your Messiah, as your Savior. Next, they emphasize that you should be self-sacrificing, right? They they emphasize their own self-sacrifice and show that they're they 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 are doing the most for everyone. Next, 
they victimize themselves. They want others to see themselves as victims, as they suffer, as it looks like they are in such great suffering, mourning the loss of the people that they mistreated, right? Because when people start to get wind of what's really going on, and we're going to get into that, when people start to get wind of what's really going on in the narcissist's or a person with narcissistic tendencies, when they start to see what's really going on and they start to peep their method of operation, then guess what? People are like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. People start complaining, right? And, and ooh, when you start to complain about a person with narcissistic tendencies or a personality disorder, sometimes everyone else thinks that you're crazy. Why? Because this person is so full of kindness, right? But when you start to say, wait a minute, this treatment, it doesn't feel right. Something is not right. That person with those narcissistic tendencies becomes the victim. The communal narcissist becomes the victim to gain sympathy and to manipulate other people emotionally, to feel bad for them because now you're attacking me. Oh my goodness, I'm a martyr, right? Oh my goodness, there's so much persecution coming my way. Now no one saw that you threw the rock and now you're hiding your hand, but now you're telling the world how much of a victim you are and how they should feel so bad for you. Come, come, everyone feel horrible for me. Why? Because I am the victim. Another sign is that the person is highly sensitive to criticism. They don't like to be criticized, even constructive criticism. They're so sensitive. Please do not embarrass me up in this place in front of other people. Don't embarrass me. Don't say anything about my faults, my flaws. It could be the simplest thing that you say to help them. And they cannot take that simple criticism because they're so sensitive. Why? <laughs> because their self-esteem is low. It looks like it's high, but it's really low. When they're constantly being empathetic to others, being kind to others, being everyone else's savior, listen, there ought to be no flaws in the Messiah, in the savior. So they're extremely sensitive when you start to criticize them. And most times they start to flip that thing on you. And let you know that it's not really me that has the problem. It's you that has the problem because you see that I have a problem. Ooh, we, we're going to get into it. Like, I want you to see these signs. I want you to be clear on these signs, right? Next, they are expecting constant supply, constant appreciation, constant validation. And if you do not give them that supply, they get resentful. They get offended. They feel like they are no longer appreciated. 
when they come into the house after working for a long day, they expect you to tell them how amazing and how wonderful they are. And if you don't do it, they feel super underappreciated. Now you told them that when they called you early this morning when they had a break, right? But when they get home, you didn't say it again. So now they're super underappreciated for how much they do for you, for the family, for this company, for this church. I'm so underappreciated because you do not oversupply me recognition for the good stuff that I'm doing. They become resentful, right? They start to punish you because of it. Finally, they have a really hard time with being intimate. Now, listen, they can fake some intimacy, like real deal, fake some intimacy. Why? Because they mirror you. They mirror what intimacy looks like. You smile, I smile. I'm smiling too, right? You give me lovey-dovey eyes, I'm giving you lovey-dovey eyes in return. All I'm doing is mirroring you. So you think that this person who is has narcissistic tendencies, they're so in love. Oh my good, goodness, they're such an amazing person. But all they're doing is mirroring what they've seen in others because truly they don't have it within themselves. This person is very self-centered, but you wouldn't know it because they're always being the savior, the hero of everyone else. They struggle with forming real, serious, intimate connections, authentic connections. And as a matter of fact, everything has to be as transactional (laughs) a relationship, right? So if I give you this, you have to give me that. Narcissistic tendencies are so transactional and self-serving. So whatever I do for you, you better do it back in return. Why? Because I need supply. Yes, and those are the tendencies of a communal narcissist. Now, there are many other things that we could look at, right? We could just keep like pilfering away at how much these people in high places of community, high places of responsibility, uh, whether they're, you know, the head of a household, communal narcissists want to be seen as the most kind, loving, amazing people in public. But the things that they do behind closed doors, the way that they um, give you the silent treatment, whew, right? You don't give them that supply and now all of a sudden you get the silent treatment. That's a whole, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> And we're going to keep getting into it. But I want you to pay attention to these signs because then we are going to flip it and start to research and, and talk about what this looks like when you start to become a victim. Remember, people with personality disorders, they do not create relationships. They create victims. And so what does it look like on the victim side? One of those things is you get the silent treatment. 
You start to feel little surges of resentment in some of the things that they do. Some of their facial expressions, you start to see there's some resentment here, but then they flip it real quick and make sure that they look like they are so sweet and so kind. Why? Because they want to remain your hero. They want to remain in the seat of Messiah in your life. You have to continue seeing me as the person who is your rescuer, your Messiah, your, you know, your empathetic lover, your healer. I'm all of those things for you, right? So the resentment shows up here and there. Ooh, and you see it, but real quick, they switch that frown, they switch that smirk over to a smile, and they start to pour the kindness on. And there are cycles that narcissistic people go through to keep you within their grasp, okay? And we're going to go through those cycles. We're going to look at what victims start to experience as a result of it because sometimes their behaviors are so hidden when it comes to covert narcissists that you can't even tell unless you're paying close attention and you know the signs. I want you to think about these signs and if you are dealing with this and you're not sure, listen, let's talk. Go to iqueenup.com Press on work with LaShawn and let's get your first session going. The first session is always a gift, right? So let's talk. Let's start setting up a strategy and understanding what has been taking place in your life because of dealing with communal narcissists. I have to deal with so many ladies, so many clients come talking about the communal narcissists in their lives But when you start to see these tendencies and you are able to pinpoint them, you can deal with them. You can build yourself up to a place where you can become strong in dealing with this instead of being a victim. Go to iqueenup.com. Let's talk soon. Listen, I am so excited about this series on narcissism. It just, it is something I love talking about. So you are going to enjoy this. I want you to share this, leave some comments about this series, and let's keep moving forward in healing and separating ourselves from things and people that are no longer healthy for us. I'll talk with you next week. I love you. Have a great one. It drips constantly. Love cannot help but to drive fear from its roots in you. You are loved. You are loved. But you don't need anybody's validation. You got your own.